When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It is a football Friday here on Birds 365, and damn, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Jody McDonald, John McMullen, here to hang with you. Johnny Mac heading down to AC to take part in uh, the uh, Jacob Media Produce get-together tonight, but he's still with us, even though, wait a minute, are you aren't you at uh, Oceans? Uh, it looks like you're at Oceans, but you're telling me you're not at Oceans. I'm at, uh, as far as you know, I'm. I'm right in front of oceans on the beach side. You're you're on the other side. So, yeah. No, it, I am not. And one of ours has uh, plenty of sunlight. The other one, not so much. It all depends yeah. on the, the camera angle. Well, right? you know, it's early, so you got to see where's the sun in the sky and all that kind of stuff. All that, you know, absolutely uh, funny. And have a good time down at the Maxwell thing tonight. I I was uh, trying to move my schedule around so that I could attend. I just couldn't do it. So uh, have some fun there. Uh, but well, before you get to the Maxwell Club Award dinner tonight, we need to discuss what's gone down with Eagles in the last twenty four hours. I thought for sure after you and I wrapped up the show yesterday. Well, we'll talk even that much more extensively about Howie Roseman's contract extension. And you and I exchanged several texts. I'm sorry, the way that they describe it with the number of years and what's uh, to 2025 through 2024, it all gets very confusing and I think almost disingenuous, uh, but I'm probably nitpicking there. And I thought that would be the main focus of today's show. Oh, then Fletcher Cox hit. And I'm going to uh, tap into your expertise here, McMullen, because I have a pretty good grasp of the way the salary cap works, but I am by no stretch of the imagination a capologist, and some of the things go over my head and or escape me. And I just can't wrap my head around why what's transpired in the last, it's not even 12 hours, it's like 20, uh, 18 hours, somewhere thereabouts, um, that Fletcher Cox was released but now it's being reported. It very much looks like he's going to come back. Will the contract be guaranteed? Won't the contract be guaranteed? How much of dead cap hit has been pushed into the future? Fletcher Cox was gone, but now he's back. And I don't understand. Mr. McMullen, give your best explanation. Well, the key parts of, and this is, you know, I, I called it the most complicated contract I've ever come across. Uh, and for a couple reasons, one, because I'm not a salary cap expert uh, either. So I kind of rely on certain guys. One we have on this show all the time and Brad Spielberg and who works with Jason Fitzgerald at over the cap, who in my opinion does the best job. Um, 
when you talk about these contract sites that that try to follow NFL players as best as possible. And, you know, when this sort of, if you remember, um, I think it was Ian Rappaport came out with a story that the Eagles would, you know, are listening to calls about Fletcher Cox about a week ago. And we talked, we had that information broker uh, conversation. I said, if it's out there, it's out there for a reason at the time. Uh, there's uh, smoke to that fire that the Eagles need to do something with Fletcher Cox. So, you know, you throw it out there that he's available, blah, blah, blah. Todd Prance, his agent, tries to do his job and get people interested, see what happens. Um, Tuesday, uh, excuse me, Thursday was a crux because Fletcher was guaranteed everything's about deadlines in this right. league, everything's. And the Eagles would have had to guarantee $18 million uh, to Fletcher Cox yesterday. Didn't want to do it. Um, you know, hoping to restructure again. Um, they've restructured so many times. That's why it's so complicated to begin with. And everybody's got these conflicting numbers. And, you know, the original contract, which is sort of like what everybody was working off of when they started talking about dead money and cap savings and all that stuff. That was probably ripped up two contracts ago. Say, but, that's like two years old news. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, that's it's hard to get these numbers uh, public, especially when they're, um, you know, they're not the original filing of the contract. They're amendments to the contract, so it's really difficult for those guys to track that kind of stuff down. Um, so, you know, the deadline caused the action. So the, all, all I can do from there is speculate on what the Eagles are trying to accomplish. They're not going to save a lot of money. I mean, they're going to, they're, they're talking about $14 million. That's the best number. I will see what number it comes into uh, when they actually bring Fletcher Cox back. And I think they're going to bring it back today um, and we'll see. So, why did Fletcher not just say, well, what's the difference if I'm not going somewhere else, if I'm going to agree to come uh, back for this number for this season, why didn't he just say yes? And you didn't have to go through this rigmarole of releasing him. And, you know, that's where Todd France comes in. Who's a very good agent, veteran agent. People probably recognize the name who followed the industry and he's Fletcher's agent. He's probably said, well, we're going to do this. Let's, let's see. Let's see if anybody else is interested. And, you know, it's a gamble. It's a calculated gamble. If you're the Eagles, you know, he wants to come back. You know, he wants to be here, but if you're completely free and somebody picks up the phone, I know as soon as the news came down, Zach Ertz was out there saying, come out to the desert, doing a little lobbying uh, to get Fletcher Cox out to Arizona. You never know who's going to call, and if they call with a better offer, um, then the Eagles could lose Fletcher Cox. You know, the dead giveaway that it was more of a uh, bookkeeping trick than an actual release was that when the Eagles officially announced it, there was nothing from Jeffrey Lurie, nothing from Howie Roseman, nothing from Nick Sirianni. And this is one of the all-time great players, for people who don't realize. This is one of the all-time great players in franchise history. If the Eagles were really releasing Fletcher Cox, you would have gotten the whole 
as I call it, full Monty. When they release players like that, go back to even a Brent Selleck type. You know, Lori chimes in, they get a quote. They get a quote from Roseman. They get a quote from the head coach. He would have got that full treatment. He didn't get any of that because the Eagles were working uh, to bring him back immediately. And, you know, that's where we are right now um, and and why things. But as always, and you're seeing it with Deshaun Watson, who's down to Atlanta and New Orleans, my best guess there is they need a few more days to trade Matt Ryan, and he's going to Atlanta. But everything, you know, because Matt Ryan had this, deadline of Thursday as well uh, for a certain amount of money. And they were able to push it back and they're working on obviously moving him to create space for Watson, yada, yada, yada. Um, And this is what good agents do, Jody. Every player, not every player, because there's bad agents, but every good player, you got to make a decision early in the league year. Agents put that in there for a reason. That's why Pletcher, because then the Eagles have to declare their intentions at the very worst. Maybe they have to release him. Uh, Maybe they have to trade him. But from the player's perspective, and obviously as an agent, that's who you're concerned with. You have that certainty and you have it early enough in the free agency process to where if you are put on the street, you can find some, some other place to, to obviously, and there's still money, uh, you know, if it's later, if it's May, everybody's budgeted. There's not as much money. You don't have a chance to get as big a contract. So that's why they put these triggers early in the league year. Todd France put this trigger in. They couldn't agree to a rework deal by the time the trigger was due. So they had to go through the mechanics of releasing him. And then it looks like they're going to be able to get him back. But it. When you do release a player, there is at least a chance that, again, the phone rings and you might get screwed. But it looks like the Eagles are going to get through this. And a key element to it is the fact that with the release, they designated him as a post-June 1st release guy. So that means the dead money cap hit that they are going to take for releasing Fletcher Cox is spread out over two years rather than one year. So that I get. That I understand. That's why they did it. Certainly, as you pointed out, they were up against the deadline of guaranteed money. So here's the question I have for you. And like I said, there have been several reports. Uh, Kudos to let's go to the phones who were ahead of this uh, above everybody else. Information insiders in the NFL, John McMullen, you're truly a kudos to them for uh, having the source of sources who are ahead of everyone else. But the fact that they needed to do this now, is there any potential bad blood between the two parties? Because as you correctly noted, a lot of time this is just uh, uh, formality, paperwork that you can move. There's certainly money that can be moved around, but certain things that the player has to okay, they couldn't come to agreement. That's obvious by the fact that Fletcher Cox was released, is released, may well be working on coming back, but it's not official yet. How much of a worry is there's bad blood between the two parties, the Eagles, and I know they're two large parties because it's Fletcher and his agent. When you say the Eagles, it's Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, Nick Sirianni, the whole coaching staff. So we're talking two large bodies here. How much worry is that there's bad blood? 
Uh, I don't think much. If if there were bad blood, he'd just leave. Um, and it's clear he wants to be back. Um, you know, he lives in South Jersey, likes it. He's been here for a long time. He's comfortable. Um, even though he's probably, you know, Todd has taken those phone calls and probably not getting the number he would hope for, for Fletcher Cox at his age. You know, remember, he's not a pass rusher. He's an interior defensive tackle. So um, people tend to give the big, big money to the pass rushers, the edge rushers. Um, so, you know, he's probably a little bit disappointed that, you know, multiple years and a bigger offer weren't, wasn't out there, but he is a bit of a descending player. Certainly not the player he was when uh, he was at his apex here. Um, I think we could all agree on that. Probably Fletcher would disagree, but you get my point. Um, uh, as far as the stuff with Jonathan Gannon last year, look, man, I, I mean, people get frustrated. It doesn't mean they don't, that doesn't mean there's bad blood. We argue about stuff. We get frustrated with each other. It doesn't mean there's bad blood. There's no bad, I don't know, maybe <laughs> there's bad blood from your standpoint. There's none from mine. You know, people, get frustrated in certain situations. And I, I wrote at the time that Fletcher, you know, was used to Jim Swartz. I mean, he's, you know, it's the old teaching the old dog, the new trick in that he's used to playing three technique and saying, go get the quarterback rush, you know, and, and it, that's fun. That's fun for a defensive tackle and being more disciplined and playing three and five and four. I is not as fun. And, um, I get that. And there was some frustration and, but they cleared it up late last season and he started playing better and he started getting more comfortable and the Eagles went on their little run granted against poorer competition, uh, and made the playoffs. So no, I think he was just frustrated and, and players get frustrated all the time. Key element to this is going to be. If and when Fletcher Cox re-signs with the Eagles, how much money is going to be guaranteed? Because that's what they avoided yesterday. It was a guaranteed, must be paid, counts against the cap, and write the check immediately. Bonus for Fletcher Cox. And right now the Eagles didn't want to pay it. Uh, If you're going to bring him back, you want to try and reduce that number at least by some. Do you potentially release it by the entire amount by able by being able to give him a contract with no guaranteed money. Now, uh, if he's still your starting defensive tackle, you get the first day of the year, vested veteran, he played, boom, it becomes guaranteed automatically. But <clears throat> if something happens in preseason, if he gets hurt, if he is no longer even the Fletcher Cox that we saw last year, the Eagles could move away from him. How much do you think of this uh, redone contract? If they can get it done, it's not done yet, but they're working toward it. If they do, how much do you think is going to be guaranteed? Every single cent of it. Um, he, he. This is how I'm going to describe it. Um, he is now in the Jason Kelsey phase of contracts. He's going to get a Jason Kelsey contract. Um, how the Eagles structure Jason Kelsey from year to year. Um you know, Jason got $14 million this year. That's the number being bandied about for Fletcher Cox. 
every single cent of it's going to be guaranteed. Now, not, not all of it's going to be on this year's cap. The Eagles are going to manipulate it, it like they do with Jason Kelsey and put voidable years on the end. So it looks better from a cap standpoint. But every single cent of what they agree to pay him is going to be guaranteed to Fletcher Cox. He's not coming back on a non-guaranteed deal. Every single cent is going to be guaranteed. And that's why you see and, and you look at, they're going to get, depending on who's right, 16 to 18 million of long-term cap relief by, by releasing him by this bookkeeping trick, I'll call it. Um, and they're going to guarantee him 14 million, but they're going to have it better situated on the cap. Uh, similar to, as I said, what they just did with Jason Kelsey. Um, so it's kind of a, kind of a bookkeeping trip trick. That's the best way I can describe it. So if they are able to pull this off and they bring, bring Fletcher back, how much did they actually say? Because let's be honest, it looks bad. I think it was a very fair question I asked. Is there any potential bad blood? If you're Fletcher Cox, you can't be happy that they are doing this to you now. They're offering you $14 million. I don't know if any other team out there would be willing to do that. As you correctly pointed out, his agent is determining that right now to see if there is somewhere else, knowing full well Fletcher's preference would probably be to stay here. But, hey, if someone else is going to just blow him away with an offer and put what the Eagles are putting on the table in the rearview mirror, it could happen, and Fletcher could become an ex-Eagle. Um, yeah, they, they, there's got to be at least some level of, the, let's say, disappointment instead of angst. Choose whatever word, and they have slightly different meanings. Um, between the two parties, as of right now, Fletcher wouldn't play along with what the Eagles wanted to do. The Eagles said, oh, yeah, if you don't play along, Fletcher, yeah, we're going to have to release you and kind of force feed this creative bookkeeping that McMullen's talking about to help us out. Um, again, I, I just get the sense that this isn't going to be a match made in heaven, even if the two parties do come back together. Well, I, you know, it, it's just the cold business. reality of the NFL. Is yeah, that what you're the, telling it's, me? It's the business of football, as they okay. say. He he kind of realized, you know, if there's one guy, you knew who, because he had been restructured so many times, um, and we always talk about those paper numbers on contracts, <clears throat> like Christian Kirk's, Devontae Adams now getting the largest contract, non-quarterback contract in NFL history. Um, the key number is the fully guaranteed number. No, rarely do players see all that money, as you know, Jody, unless you manipulate it and stay healthy and, you know, Kirk Cousins it and you're a business Hall of Famer. Um, health is a big part of that. Um, so, you know, the funny money um, is is different than the real money. He was never going to see a lot of that, and he knew that. And Todd France, I'm sure, explained that to him. So it becomes down to the real money. He was guaranteed, again, somewhere 16, 17, 18, depending on who's right and who's wrong, um, yesterday. Um, if he gets back 14, it's not much. It's not much. It's a little bit of a haircut. Um, where it helps is uh, from the salary cap standpoint of the Eagles. And then we have to see the structure. I assume 
as I said, it's going to be very similar to the structure of Jason Kelsey's contract. And then the cap relief is going to be significant. Um, so again, this is the gold star for Jake Rosenberg. If they could pull it off, this is this is this is what somebody like Jake Rosenberg is really good at. And you know, a lot of people don't know him, uh, but he's the Eagles' uh, sort of uh, salary cap guy uh, with Howie Roseman. And it looks like they're going to be able to pull it off and and get some cap relief. If something starts to percolate with another team and Fletcher Cox ends up elsewhere, did the Eagles cut off their nose to spite their face? Yeah, well, they wanted to save this cap money, and it looks like they're going to be able to save some. Not a big, if they're offering him $14 million and a number of 16, we're only talking about a million here, a millionaire. Um, but they did have to go to risk of Fletcher Cox just walking away, not trading Fletcher Cox. And I think well, they couldn't trade agree, him. They tried. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't trade him. Um, there's always calculated gamble. If you let somebody be completely free, like I said, somebody could call up Todd Prance right now, could be on the phone and say, you know what? You know, we're we're going to give Fletcher two years, and we're going to guarantee twenty million dollars, and he's out the door. So it's a calculated gamble from the Eagles perspective. And, you know, that's where you got to have your finger on the pulse of the NFL. And clearly he'd like to come back. Clearly he likes the area. He's gotten comfortable and it looks like it's going to work out for him. And if it does, uh, you got to give the gold star to Jake Rosenberg. As I said, one of the residual effects is, and I think it plays either way. More so if Fletcher decides to go elsewhere. But even with Fletcher coming back and playing for the Eagles again, defensive tackle becomes a position that the Eagles Huge are going to look need. to. Might, and, might be a need even with uh, with Fletcher back. That's uh, what I just said. Yeah. Eh, whether he comes back or not. More so if he goes elsewhere because then the need becomes immediate. But either way, uh, defensive tackle might be a position we need to take a uh, deeper dive on as to uh, what the Eagles may be looking to add and or potentially have down the road. All right, down the road for us, as in two and a half minutes from now, uh, we're going to punch up our first guest, one of our favorites. He's covered the Eagles for years. He still does it part-time, but uh, he's always good to hop aboard with us when we ask Les Bowens up next here on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. 
That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Bang on that guy. I'm the corner. Busy last. 24, 48 hours. Even though they really haven't had any players, there's still a lot of Eagles stuff to talk yeah. about because of Howie Roseman's contract extension and Fletcher Cox's contract machinations that the Eagles are dealing with. Here to lend us a helping hand on those two fronts and all other Eagle fronts is our buddy Les Bowen. Les, you're, you're where we got to look up at you. Is that the way you set up your camera? So we have to be down below. It's to look early. Up Sorry. I haven't Bowen. figured this out yet. Yeah. That's good. It's good, Les. It's you not a good be, angle, but uh, you, you know. should be above us all. It's a great angle. You <laughs> are above us all. But uh, is this what you miss the most? These arcane uh, restructure, trying to figure out freaking the most complicated contract in the history of mankind? Absolutely not. But uh, <laughs> in fact, I I hate. Apparently, I missed your discussion of exactly where this will help them with the salary cap. I'm puzzled. I. Well, I've called it a Jason Kelsey contract. He's on the Jason Kelsey contract. So I looked at Jason's contract. Yeah. um, And he's getting 14 million because that's the number going around for Fletcher somewhere in that range, 14 million. They gave Jason 14 million. Um, And there's a small base salary. I think it's Mm 1.12 or something like that. The signing bonus is a little bit over 10. Then they have a roster bonus in there for three, and the cap hit ends up with avoidable years in the Eagles trick ends up at just over eight million. But um, he yeah. had a contract, yeah, and the dead money from that contract doesn't. Yeah, the dead what? money, the dead money's yeah, dead money's a different category. So, so. how? Well, it's not. I mean, how do they save money here? I mean, what? It's what, well, like, and that's so they the make part, it post June first. Yeah, post June first. It's 1st. like a thirteen million dead cap this year, and like fifteen million next year or something. Well, uh, here's here's the issue, and even Jason Fitzgerald, um, who's the over the cap guy, and I think he does the best job of anybody who follows contracts. But 
like nobody has the right numbers because they restructured this thing right. so many times. So, you know, the 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 number we're being given is six somewhere between sixteen and eighteen million of long term cap relief. So by that they okay. mean by that they mean post uh June first. Um so they'll know they're getting a little spike. But we have to see. I mean, nobody really knows uh, because they, they've changed this thing so many times. Okay. But what, what is clear is they had this money guaranteed to Pletcher on Thursday, and that's what said. They don't have off. to pay that now. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, but the dead money, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's part of it. That's, they're going to have some dead money, no question about that. But I think they will resign him. I, I just don't think uh, he's a hot commodity. Uh, yeah, I, I think yeah. Fletch will be. I don't know if he'll be surprised, but uh, the way he's played the last couple of years and the kind of money that he, yeah, even fourteen million, I, I just don't see a team anteing up for that for him uh, at this stage of his career. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But if somebody does go out and sign Matt Ioannidis or somebody like that, you know, uh, I just don't think, uh, you know, Fletch is a great icon, uh, all-time Eagle, uh, you know, wall of fame and all that stuff. But if you watched him last season, not that hard to replace, I don't think, uh, really. I mean, it's hard to replace in terms of what other teams, like, try to scheme for him and double team him and stuff like that. But in terms of the actual production, you, you can get that somewhere else. Real quick, Les, because my ears perked up and you've been around this team for a long time. And that's what I said. As soon as they confirmed they were releasing Fletcher and there was no Jeffrey Lurie quote, there was no mm -hmm. uh, uh, Howie Roseman quote, there was no Nick Sirianni quote. This is one of the best players in franchise history. When they are truly moving on from a player like that. They give him that kind of, right. uh, 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 whatever you want to call it. But uh, when that wasn't there, did that kind of let you on to say, uh, something's going on here? Because you, Oh, especially you know how... when they talked about, there's actual quotes from the, the team about uh, working. Well, yeah, they, they, reunion. Yeah, they, they, they don't yeah. ever say that yeah. if they're going to be caught, you know, like, whoops, <laughs> you know, I, I'll be yeah. amazed if they don't get this done, but I've been amazed before, but you know, it's, it seems like they're just giving him a new contract and uh, somehow this helps. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll play, I'll play devil's advocate. I'll be the bad guy here. Um, the Eagles did this because they could, that mm -hmm. they acknowledge okay. how good Fletcher Cox is in the pantheon of all time Eagle great players, but he's just not the player that he was three years ago, two years ago, one year ago, he's a descending player. And they don't want to go above and beyond for a descending player, but they also want to do the right thing by an all-time Eagle great. So they made a judgment call and they released Fletcher Cox. They're working hard at being able to bring him back on a contract that he'd accept and it would work for them. And it's working for them if they put it out there as of right now. Mm -hmm. What happens if in 24 hours they're hearing things that no one around the league is coming close to the offer that they've got on the table for Fletcher Cox. And I asked Johnny, he said, oh yeah, all 14 million of it will be guaranteed. 
what if they could get away with a lesser deal? What if that's they interesting? Said, I don't know. I don't know what happens then. I think probably he stays out there hoping somebody, you know, uh, doesn't get what they want in the draft or, you know, that that suddenly there is a market for him at some point. But those don't tend to be big market deals, big money deals. Uh, when you sign later in free agency, you know, that's that's very rare that someone gets a lot of money after the first wave of free agency. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, I think I, I kind of think it's all but done. You know, I, I just think that they wouldn't be talking about it if it weren't very close to reality. I doubt Fletcher really wants to leave. He and Jonathan Gannon seemed to patch things up by the end of last season. Fletcher was being used more in the way that he was accustomed to being used. He's been here 10 years. He's never been anywhere else in the NFL. Uh, you know, unless, uh, you know, the Rams want you to play with Aaron Donald or something. You know, I just don't see you know, how it benefits him to go join Carson Wentz in Washington or something, you know. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Zach Ertz was trying to get him out to Arizona. Yeah, that may, yeah. That, that's kind of yeah. interesting there. That yeah. would be uh, that would be kind of neat. But I don't know that Arizona really wants to do that. I mean, Zach isn't the GM yet. Yeah. But, you know, uh, well, I guess we'll see. But I, I think from from what we heard last night, I got to think uh, just like Ch Claude Giroux getting traded today, I just have to think, uh, you know, we're headed in that direction of him returning to the Eagles. Yeah, and there is a slight gamble. That's what I said. Anytime you give somebody their freedom, the Rams might call. Uh, the Rams might be on the phone with Todd France right now, Les. Who yes. knows? And then you could change uh, your mind. And we've already seen it in free agency. A couple of players, Randy yeah. Gregory, uh, J.D. McKissick. I think there Zedarius, was a third. Uh, oh, Zadarius Smith, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they all agreed to terms originally with teams and changed their minds. So until you put that uh, pen to paper, anything can happen. And everybody talks about being a business. Business works both ways. The player sure can does. turn around and, and do what he wants as well. But I, I want to ship with you, Les, to mm -hmm. uh, the opening days of free agency because it's a tradition like any other. I got my first. I'm sure you got them every year on Thursday. Remember. New league year is Wednesday. I got my first declaration. Eagles offseason is a disaster. <laughs> in one day. Uh, yeah. in one day. Um, well, are you a little bit surprised that it's been a trickle of San Reddick? Uh, good, good value signing, it seems, for what they need. Uh, and a trickle from there. And obviously around the league, you see big names getting popped yeah. off. Or is this just business as usual? For a disciplined organization, well, I'm a little surprised in that it's been such so crazy around the league. I, I did not anticipate some of the things that have happened uh, elsewhere, but none of them really had much of it. Well, the only thing that's really had an effect on the Eagles, I think, is the wide receiver market being nuts and guys getting twenty some million <laughs> to catch passes. Uh, you know, that that definitely I mean, we all thought, I think, that the Eagles, that a veteran wide receiver would be a very big target for the Eagles in free agency because they're young. They have some talent at wide receiver uh, with Devontae Smith and, and you know, uh, 
uh, Quez Watkins, but they really could use a strong veteran presence and a guy who's really good uh, to kind of lead that group. And we all kind of thought that would be a very natural, it looked like going into free agency, you know, a month ago that there'd be a bunch of people to choose from. And you had, you figured the money would be about kind of what it was last year with a little more. First of all, a bunch of guys re-signed with their current teams (laughs) and the market uh, got scarce in a hurry. And then the guys that were out there started getting, amazing deals that uh you know unprecedented deals christian kirk yeah how about that i thought they must have signed captain kirk you know i mean (laughs) uh lord you know and and i think that has affected the eagles uh yeah they wanted christian kirk would have been a nice fit but i mean and they wanted mike williams too and apparently you know so now we're going to be looking at somebody like zach pascal or something like that and uh you know, but who knows? There's everything that happens, you know, raises other possibilities. The Rams thing yesterday. Yeah, was Robert Monday. Woods. Yeah, yeah. that suddenly Robert Woods might be available. What do they want for Robert Woods? You know, I don't know. But, you know, that's other doors open. Uh, so that's not I don't think that the offseason is a disaster. I They've done some things they needed to do. Uh, they, they did get Hassan Reddick. I'd love to see them get a uh, a veteran wide receiver and a veteran safety, but I don't think you can say the offseason said it until you get to the draft and those three first rounds. Well, I, I was being facetious, you know, one yeah. day. Oh, I know, know I know. But yeah. there are people out there who are going to jump to those kinds yeah. of conclusions. You know, it, until you get to the draft and those three first round picks, I don't think the offseason is anything. You know, that's the offseason right there for yeah. me. Uh, in terms of the long run of this franchise. There's certainly a big chunk of it. All right. Yesterday, the best wide receiver in the National Football League was traded. Wasn't traded to Philadelphia Eagles, who could use a wide receiver, veteran wide receiver. Oh, by the way, he's the best wide receiver in the National Football League. So who couldn't use him? He gets dealt from the Green Bay Packers to the Las Vegas Raiders. For a first-round draft pick and a second-round draft pick. Well, you just mentioned it, uh, uh, the fact, Les, that the Eagles have three first-round draft picks. So they could surely part with one. So would they be willing to part with their second-round draft pick for the best wide receiver in the National Football League? Now, I know he had some say over it because he was just on the tag. And he inked a new, long-term, very expensive deal with the Raiders. Eagles miss out here on not acquiring Devontae Adams? I don't think so, just because of what you said there. I don't think he wanted to come here. I don't think he wanted to go anywhere other than where he went. Apparently, the Packers offered him the same money to stay, which kind of mystifies me. I don't know that I'd be eager to jump to the Raiders from the Packers. Uh, the Raiders play in the toughest division in football, Um he is reuniting with his college quarterback and good friend and Derek Carr. Uh, but I, I, there's no connection here with Devontae. And I, I don't think that was ever uh, a possibility, really. The money would have been hard for the Eagles to, uh, you know, hard to do much else. Uh, if they'd have done that, I don't know what they would have had end up having to do in terms of restructurings or releasings and, you know. Uh, I just don't think that was ever in the cards that the Eagles are not at this point, a top contender. 
you know, he's a veteran player who wants to win. We can debate whether he's really put himself in a position to win, but I think he thinks he has. So no, I don't think they, I don't think they were asleep at the switch there. I think it just wasn't uh, something that was going to happen for them. Uh, speaking of big name, big money players, I think we can finally, even though some people still refuse, I think we can finally close the book on Deshaun Watson, who was down to the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. I think he's going to go home. He's from Gainesville, Georgia. Um, I think he's going to go home to Atlanta. That's why there's this uh, – the Falcons have to do something with Matt Ryan. But it's interesting, Les, because you bring up the money and Devontae Adams. Not that – you're right. I mean, Devontae Adams wasn't going to consider here. But just from the money perspective, you can get things done in this league if you want. The Eagles proved yeah, that last year. Yeah, you can get year. them done, but we're yeah. seeing the effects. Like with this Fletcher Cox thing, you can get them done by pushing money into yeah, 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 yeah. years. Yeah. But at some point, you have to – like last season, the Eagles went without a player or two that they could have gotten in free agency had they had room, had they not had, you know, uh, Carson Wentz's $33.8 million NFL record dead cap charge. And people say because teams don't, like, go out of business or start playing with 10 players on the field – People say, oh, the salary cap is meaningless, but it really isn't meaningless. It's it's more nuanced than you think. People talk about cap hell. And I don't think that really exists, but there are cap implications of things, you know. And now maybe next year when there's supposed to be a huge spike in the cap, maybe that becomes moot. But right now, I think for this year, the cap is still pretty real for a lot of teams, including the Eagles. And that's why I think Fletcher Cox's deal came down the way it did, because they wanted to be able to move cap charges to next year when the cap is supposed to yeah. go uh, significantly up. All right, uh, so you tell me they didn't miss out on Devontae Adams. Did they miss out on Allen Robinson? He ends up landing with the Rams, who already have Cooper Cup, who yeah. have Robert Woods, who they say they're still going to bring back OBJ. <laughs> Damn, how do the Rams keep adding these wide receivers and the Eagles are talking about Zach Pascal? Explain it to me, Les Bowen. Well, the Rams won the Super Bowl. <laughs> the and Eagles they won have the Super really Bowl. All right, it was offense. a couple of years ago, but it's not like they didn't win the Super Bowl. Right. Well, they have a really exciting offense. Uh, it's They're in L.A. They play in an incredible facility. Um, Sean McVay, you can touch the hem of his garments. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a pretty big deal out there. But Allen Robinson was the guy. I guess we talked about him on here at some point. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I really, I did think the Eagles would be in on him, and I'm, you know, the money was big, but I kind of thought they would be trying to get that done. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Uh, if I'm Allen Robinson, I'd probably rather play for the Rams right now than the Eagles. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, with Jalen Hurts, but uh, you know, yeah, that's one you can say that you know one of the names going into free agency that I really thought you know they would target, and uh, it didn't happen. That's that's something I brought up with Jody a lot. Less the way the Eagles play. Um, if you're Mike Williams, we talked about Mike Williams, um, and he was never getting uh, away from the Chargers to begin with. But if he did, even if he did. Um, you know, what would you choose? 
Uh, right now, Herbert. it's a run first team. Yeah, yeah, it's a run first team. It's yeah. a run. So if you're Devontae Adams, you're used to getting the football a hundred plus times, and you're Allen Robinson, and you have a chance to go to a Sean McVay offense with Matthew Stafford chucking the football down the field vertically. It's more fun. I just talked about Fletcher Cox, and you know yeah. when he was upset last year early in the season. He was used to playing under Jim Swartz where it was three technique and go get the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden Gannon shows up and says, well, you got to play some five. You got to play three. You got to play four. I it's not as much fun. Receivers want the football Are the Eagles. Is that part of the problem for the Eagles right now? Because of the way they play offense. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about it too deeply, but that could be very much a part of it. Uh, they're not, uh, for a lot of reasons, they're just not a super attractive destination for a, for an offensive player. Um, nobody really knows what Jalen Hurts is, uh, unless you like, you find a guy that like played with Jalen Hurts and really likes Jalen Hurts or something like that. Uh, you know, it's not clear that he's going to be an elite quarterback or even that he's going to be the quarterback here after this season. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, they're probably down the list for a lot of these guys. And uh, it's frustrating for fans because that is a huge need. I, again, I think, uh, I, I think they, they have to somehow upgrade there. And I don't want to, we, we've talked to, I think about all the draft picks that they've used at wide receiver the last several years, yeah. which has made their defense really old and creaky because they didn't spend those draft picks on corners or edge rushers or linebackers, certainly not linebackers, and uh, or safeties. And, uh, you know, to think that you might have to go real high with a wide receiver yet again is, is, uh, is frustrating, I think. All right, so let me ask this question to both you guys. Um, if the Eagles are a run-heavy offense and wide receivers are going to blanch at joining the Eagles because – they don't pass it enough. They didn't last year, and you're projecting going forward that they're not going to do it this year. How the hell are they ever supposed to change the narrative? Do we have to wait till Jalen Hurts is gone and done? Do they have to trade for a, a guy who's made – oh, by the way, Jason Jalen Hurts didn't make the Pro Bowl this year as an alternate third. Well, he didn't ever get there, though. He was yeah, chosen he as an there. alternate, but he didn't. Yeah. He didn't get into the yeah. the, uh, you, you, the you get the point I'm trying to make. How do they become an offense that a team can actually say, "Hey, if we put the bo- most most money out there, we can get one of the most talented wide receivers in the league." How do they go about doing that? Well, winning. You know, I, even if you, I think if you win, if you win the division, if you if you're clearly you know a team that wins a playoff game or two, uh, the style of offense becomes less important. But I think in order to win, they're going to have to be a little better of a passing team. It's a little bit chicken and egg, Jody. Yeah. That's a, you raise a good question. I, I, they're just going to have to, you know, Jalen Hurts proving himself, be, having a great year and yeah. developing as a passer, uh, you know, who sees options and, and makes reads and things like that. Uh, that's how you get there, I guess. Yeah, and I think short term, I'll add, to what Les said, I would I would say trade. They tried to trade for Calvin Ridley. We brought up Robert Woods. If you trade for somebody, 
they got to come in. <laughs> There's no, uh, they, you know, they might be unhappy. They might prefer to go somewhere else, but they're under contract. They got to come in. And then if you play better and Calvin Ridley was here and he caught mm-hmm. 80 balls for 1300 yards, like he did in Atlanta, um, you know, maybe the narrative changes. So I think the trade market is something people don't realize is real. And mm-hmm. Robert Woods makes a lot of sense. He's coming off a torn ACL. So you have to be, yeah. it's got to be medically cleared, but they have too many receivers in, in the Rams. I mean, those guys aren't going to be happy because all of them is you, there's only one football. Right. You got to get the ball to Cooper Cup. You got to get the ball now, first and foremost. Are they going to bring OBJ back? Now they have Allen Robinson. Is there room for well, Robert the, Woods? I don't you, think so. You brought up the Ridley thing, John, and that's that's probably not been discussed enough. You know, teams go into free agency with with plans. You know, clearly with the Eagles, Hassan Reddick was, you know, they, they knew in Indianapolis a couple weeks ago that they were going to sign Hassan Reddick, I'll bet. And I'm thinking from what we're hearing that they had this trade for Calvin Ridley, you know, that they had that in their pocket and they thought yeah. that was their wide receiver. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, him betting on games last year wasn't on anybody's radar until it all of a sudden, whoops. Uh, so they kind of had probably went into scramble mode a little bit after that, you know, um, that's a heck of a thing to have happen to you. Yeah, that's uh, some bad luck. I mean, yeah, yeah, because that's plan A, and you do have to have contingencies, and I think they did, and I think Kirk was one of them. All of a sudden, the Jaguars just play him, pay him outrageous money, and yeah, you start going down the board, and eh, it's not as good as your original plan. Let's put it that way. Right. And we'll see how it takes out. What is plan B or C or D or E or F? that the Eagles get themselves a wide receiver. All right. Uh, Les, this is the official nitpicking part of the show. And if I confuse you, I will apologize in advance because I'm pretty damn confused myself. And John attempted to unconfuse me yesterday (laughs) in a series of texts, and he didn't come close to doing so. Um, Nick Sirianni's contract, when he first came to the Eagles, was a four-year deal. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's already coached one year. So that tells me he's got three years left on his contract. So everywhere, everyone is reporting that Howie Roseman signed a three-year contract extension, which means he had a year to go, which would be this upcoming year, 2022. And he tacked three more years on top of it. So that means Howie's going to be the GM for another four years contractually. But Nick Sirianni only has three years left on his deal. And everyone is reporting that their deals run concurrently. Well, no, they don't. Howie's got an extra year because he did a three-year extension to the one year he had. And I know that it all comes down to the way. Calendar. (laughs) Right. But but if you say, John, if you say it runs through, that's the Mm -hmm. way everybody is reporting it. It runs through a specific season. Does that, that season, does that not include that season? If it runs through, you would think it goes to the end of that season, but it doesn't. It goes to the date of when it's signed, which is the early part of the year. January, with Howie, we're told it was several weeks ago, so it probably was signed in February. It's very deceiving, and I, it, it annoys the snot out of me. Am I just a nitpicker, 
uh, less. That's pretty nitpicky, Jody. I have no idea uh, what the deal is there. The important thing is he's got a new contract, so he's not going to get fired this year or probably next year. Although, if the season's a disaster, they can fire him. There's no salary cap for general managers. Very yeah. true. You can fire a general manager. The only yeah. thing that matters <clears throat> with a general manager is whether his contract is up or not. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, after that, I don't pay it any attention whatsoever. Now, they, they put themselves in a situation where Howie's contract is not going to be up for the next few years. So, you know, they're not they're clearly not looking to move on, but they can move on at any point. It's it, it's meaningless. You know, the contract isn't going to they're not going to if they go two and 15 next season, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, they're going to fire the coach. We've, yeah. we've got Howie under contract for a couple more years yeah. here. I, I guess we'll just have to keep. Keep on with this. Well, they uh, might keep on with Howie, but they're going to no, the coach. No, they will not. <laughs> That's uh, a joke. It, it, it um, just doesn't really matter. Unless yeah. the guy's contract is up, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's you're right, Joe. They are so, people are saying that, and I don't, I don't have an answer for you. It's, it's a good, you know, eagle eye uh, catch by you, but I don't think it's really meaningful. Uh, yeah, we it, all got our, run. we we all have our nitpicks. One of my nitpicks, less is passer rating people call it, when people call it quarterback rating it's yeah there's that's a different stat it's passer rating uh, yeah espn has quarterback rating which yeah. no one else uses yeah, yeah but that is a different stat that's you know figured entirely differently and it doesn't yeah. encompass the passer rating so right it doesn't encompass jalen hurts's ability to run the football for instance so uh it one of my pet peeves nobody cares so see i like when people start talking about the referees, there is only one referee. There yeah, are a lot there's of only one. Yeah, on exactly. Exactly. That's a good one. That's a good one. When when people call the NBA season a year, that drives me crazy because it goes, it encompasses, it's a season because it encompasses two calendar years. Okay. But right. again, that's a pet peeve. It doesn't really matter. But here's the thing. What I was trying to explain with Jody, I, I'm doing Contracts run, as you know, less player contracts and March to March. They don't end yeah. after a season, March to right. March. Uh, Nick Sirianni's runs January to January. It might be February to February uh, for other coaches who get hired a little bit later in the hiring cycle. Um, executives, personnel executives, scouts run May to May after the draft. Everybody's on a different calendar. Everybody's yeah. on a different calendar. Um, so when you say, um, you know, it depends the text you get. My guess is somebody got a text that the Eagles said through uh, right. 20, you know, Nick, they're, they're aligned. That's they're aligned. And that's yeah. generally what you do with a head coach. In a and I think Nick's success or lack thereof will have an impact on whether how it oh, gets sure. because it's going to be, I, I don't think, you know, people will, we all kid, you know, how he's been here since he was a small child, uh, you know, and I think we all kid about how they're never going to do, you know, he's, he's there for life. He's, but we've seen hey. in the past with oh, Joe yeah. Banner, Joe, Joe was Lurie's a childhood friend of childhood Jeffrey. friend. Yeah. We've seen with Andy Reed, we've seen, yeah. you know, Jeffrey Lurie, if the Eagles don't do well <laughs> soon, <laughs> you know, if, if this rebuilding project that Howie is undertaking doesn't go well. 
Howie will not be the general manager three or four or five years from now. No. You know, I mean, well, he's already less. He's already the only general manager that has gotten higher three coaches or yeah. had his, yeah. you know, to, to do four, that would be a tough sell. That would and be also, a really tough sell. I'll bring this up real quickly. There's the whole matter of, you know, Jeffrey's 70 and his son, Julian, Julian is suddenly yeah. taking a much uh, more visible role in the organization. Uh, is very close to Alec Hallaby, the, yeah. uh, the analytics guy, uh, who probably has aspirations to be a general manager someday. Um, so, and we don't know how all that's going to shake out down yeah. the line maybe Every, way down. everybody has a shelf life yeah there's Even nothing Howie forever Roseman, you know yeah and i would bet i think you're right les i think the howie roseman era i'm going to predict it right now will end when the eagles shift from jeffrey Lurie to julian Lurie. yeah that's my prediction and that could be 10 years from now i was going to say yeah. Yeah, the, the good prediction jay mac but you got to add the year to it. Could you got to tell me what year no, this is happening. I don't want to go that far. Could be two, could be 10. That's my prediction. Yeah. When it ends for Howie. <laughs> All right. So Jeff Lurie's still in charge this year. And the Eagles did get Hassan Reddick, which I thought was a very good signing. Kind of predicted it a year in advance. And McMullen's going to be pretty. I predicted they were going to sign Hassan Reddick last year. And they didn't, yeah, but I they got they him should've. this year. So. I thought they should have. I was a little disappointed they didn't last year. Right. You and I were on that same page. All right. So uh, when does Jeff crack the whip and say, Howie, okay, we got this Fletcher Cox thing done, which, oh, by the way, they don't. We'll see if it shakes out in the next 24 hours. What's going to be the next thing the Eagles do? Or are we going to wait till July like we did last yeah. year for Steven Nelson? How many days, McMullen, did you and I have to do Bird 65? Oh, yeah. When are they going to get CB2? And Steve Nelson, by the way, showed okay up with that. Yeah, I think that's an important thing to remember. Yeah, they did end up with a CB two, and he was a very decent, very solid yeah. CB two. He wasn't yeah. an All Pro, but he was okay. You yeah, know, he showed up two what... days before camp, and he was starting on the first day of camp. Right. He was out yes. there. Yeah, they need they need to fix their safety situation, and they need a wide receiver. But it doesn't have to happen tomorrow, you know, or next week. Uh, Again, I, the draft is really in the long run. The, I mean, nobody – I've never heard of the Eagles having three first-round picks. I don't believe they've ever had three, three first-round picks. Now, whether they'll actually make three first-round picks is, is an excellent question. But that's the – again, for me, that's the offseason. You know, that's what Howie Roseman gets evaluated on and uh, in the long run, what he does with this golden opportunity to add – you know, vital talent to the young end of the roster. And they have to do, they do have to do some, do a decent job of filling in some spots, uh, in, you know, between now and training camp. But uh, I just don't think uh, free agency is going to make them. I don't think there's anything they can do at this point in free agency. That's going to make you say, all right, you know, 12 and five, uh, you know, they're right up there with uh, the best teams in the NFC. All right, last, last one for me, and follow Les on Twitter, at Les Bowen, still doing some work with the Associated Press. Always appreciate him coming on the program. Two, actually, I'm going to stick you with two. Okay. Because for people that don't know, Les used to cover the Philadelphia Flyers before the Philadelphia Eagles. So one, is Claude Giroux going to get traded? That's number one. 
And number two, did you see that Carson Wentz suit at, at the oh introductory press conference? <laughs> yes. Uh, on the uh, on the Giroux thing, uh, yeah, he, apparently he didn't go with them to Ottawa last night. They're playing in Ottawa tonight. So, obviously, they're trading him. Um, it's probably going to be for prospects. Uh, he, he's a free agent at the end of the season, so the team that gets him is just getting him for the playoffs. Um, so you're not going to get like some outrageous haul of, you know, great players, even, even though he's a, still a very, very good player, uh, you're going to get a couple prospects and we'll see how that goes. Uh, I guess Florida is whatever I'm, you know, I have no connection with this anymore in terms of reporting, but, uh, everybody's saying the Florida Panthers are willing to give up a couple of good prospects for Claude Giroux. And that would be a good, you know, good spring destination, spring break for Claude uh, in Florida. The Carson Wentz thing, oh, my God, that's huge. <laughs> uh, you know, there were a lot of talks about hot dogs and mustard. And, yeah, I, my thought was when he gets traded to Kansas City in a few years, he can, he can trot that same outfit <laughs> out again. Uh, he looked like their mascot, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, the Carson Wentz thing, though, John, the, uh, the press conference, you probably noticed this. He was asked about Chris Ballard, the Indianapolis general manager, yeah, saying yeah. that uh, some of the criticism was justified. And he was asked if he if he agreed. And his answer was, well, you'll have to say which criticism because there's so many of them. Ooh. You know, I, and that's I, just such a deflecting, yeah. not dealing with the subject matter answer. That was like Chip Kelly level, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So disappointing. That to me indicates a guy that just isn't ready to confront his shortcomings and talk about them in an honest way. And it, uh, I don't think it boded well. That's been Carson's way for a good couple of years now. So no one should really be that surprised by it. And I actually thought he gave a good answer about coming back here to Philadelphia, that he knows he's going to hear a little bit of everything and it's noise and you got to be able to push the noise aside. I actually thought he gave a good answer to that one. Maybe not the one about the criticism in Indianapolis. And oh, by the way, since we're all making predictions, Claude Giroux goes to Florida today, but he re-signs with the Flyers this offseason. Mm, very very think, well could happen, yeah. Takes those couple months, goes down, makes a Stanley Cup run, lets his young sons get a little sun in their face, but then he comes back here to Philadelphia because much like Fletcher Cox, I think he likes Philadelphia. You see, for all you free agents out there, the people who have been here for a long time want to stay here. Even if they leave, they come back. So why don't you just show up for a first time? All right, that's great stuff. Appreciate you coming on. As always, Thanks, bud. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thanks, Les Bowen here with us on Birds 365. All right, we still got almost an hour to play. John McMullen, Jody McDonald coming back on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. 
that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We got the Mac and Mac guys here with John Birds 365, a football Friday edition. Thanks, Les Bowen, for Hopping on board, uh, we've been jumping around, started with Fletcher Cox, talked a little bit about Devonta Adams, Howie Roseman's contract extension. Les is right, and I know I'm being a blatant, obvious nitpicker about how much time he's got left, how much time Sirianni's got left, the way that reports and uh, releases are worded, and what through a year means and all that stuff. But Les is right. In other words, Howie's not going anywhere. It's a year-to-year thing because there always is the possibility of 2-15. and Not likely for this Eagle team this upcoming season. So it means Howie's job is not going to be on the line. Yeah, at any time you can be fired if you have a god-awful fall-through-the-floor type season. But none of us expect that for the Eagles this upcoming year. Doug Um, Peterson, the example of that, was aligned with Howie Roseman before – and they fired Doug Peterson. Um, and many thought they should fire both. I think you're one of those, Joe. That would be correct. Uh, and they would have been aligned in the firing, but they weren't. Uh, so you had to realign because 
you know, that's generally what you want in the NFL. You want the head coach and the and 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 the GM to be on the same timetable. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter in those two positions. Occasionally, Kevin Colbert, uh, you know, is going to retire. Occasionally, and I don't know if his contract ran out or what. Um, you know, he might have two years left. I don't, I don't know. But he retired. He walked away. With those two positions, you're either getting fired or uh, you're retiring in the best case scenario. Um, very rarely. I can't think. I'm sure it happened in the older days, you know, when it, in, in the modern world. Very rarely are you going to see a head coach or GM's contract expire and him go somewhere else and have the ability to be sort of a a free agent. Very rarely is that going to happen. Occasionally you see a trade. Um, you might even, but, you know, they're going to get fired. Bump Phillips. Coaches are hired to be fired. Uh, that's that's how it works. GM's the same way. They're going to get fired. Um, but, yeah, the calendar is coaches January to January, sometimes February. Um, players, March to March. Scouts, May to May. That's 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 the calendar. And I understand the calendar, but I think it's inaccurate when they say <clears throat> just from a fan's conceptual standpoint, a contract well, runs through yeah, when the contract actually ends at the beginning of the year before it's season. When you say a contract runs through. Well, let me ask you this. Let me nitpick on that then, Jody. Let me nitpick back there. Just because the fans think that, that's incorrect. Like I said, player contracts, and this year was March 16th. That's when their contracts ended. That's when their contracts ended. Now, I get you. Fans don't care. But isn't that the nitpicking? They're the ones who are wrong. Their contract, in other words, a free agent, Derek Barnett, his contract didn't end with the Eagles after they lost in Tampa Bay. The season's over. His contract didn't end. His contract didn't end till March 16th. Um, right. So, so anyone who reports that Derek uh, uh, Barnett's contract runs through 2022, it just sounds wrong. It doesn't run through 2022 because he will be playing in 2022 with another team because his contract ended with the Philadelphia Eagles. But technically, it ran through 2022 because it didn't end till March of 2022. And I think most people think the season should be included in a year you're saying it runs through. Well, yeah, but then you're nitpicking individual, and I you'd have to point me to the report. January, I, I forget the day Nick signed, uh, but it was some somewhere in january right so january of of 2021 what year yeah january 2021 through january 2025 uh 21 to 22 22 to 23 23 to 24 24 to 25 that's the four years right. so when um, someone reports that yeah the but then you got to take it up with that guy through 2025 then you gotta take it up. It then does you, not include the 2025 hey, season. Jody, and that's disingenuous. If you would, no, nobody's, well, I don't know who you're talking about, but um, nobody's being disingenuous. 
But if you think they're being disingenuous, you know, you got to call out that specific reporter or whatever. Right. But then you're spend then you're spending your entire time bogged down in the minutia that people are not being disingenuous. They're just don't understand the calendar. And that's why I bring it up with the fan base, you know, saying, well, Derek Barnett's a free agent. No, he's not. Not after the season. He's a free agent on March 16th. Yeah, I mean, I could it doesn't matter. I could spend my day nitpicking that, but it doesn't matter. I get what they mean. I get what they mean. In this case, the key word, and that's what I was trying to get, the key word is aligned. They're aligned. So they are aligned at the same time, and that's generally how NFL teams want to do business. What was weird is the, the firing of Peterson, and it took him this long to align Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman. I remember we were talking about this when somebody pointed out, hey, Howie's contract is up uh, uh, in 2022. And by the way, his contract was probably up again. Doug's would have been up in January. Howie's probably would have been up in May. I don't know that for a fact. Depends on when he signed it. Depends on how they structured it. Um, but they were aligned. Uh, not to the specific day, but through the same period of time uh, on the NFL calendar. Same thing with with Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman now. Um but yeah, people get it wrong. But I don't think they're being disingenuous. Well, I, they're, they're, they're inaccurate. You said uh, you, you have to go specific by specific report. Do we give the Inquirer credit as being a creditable source here in Philadelphia? Yeah, and I don't even know. If they put through, yeah, I mean, feel free. I'll read Knock it, it right here. The GM's New Deal runs through... Through T R T H R O U G H 2025. Now, if I read that, to me, a football fan, that means including the 2025 season. Well, if his contract runs concurrent with the coach, the coach is here for the 2022 season. The- Let me ask you this, because I don't I didn't really read the inquirer, but um do they have that they're aligned? Yes. Uh, okay. So here's what happened. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. The Eagles sent him a text. It said through 2025, whatever. And the key part is aligned, as I said, or whatever word they used. Uh, um, I don't know what the inquirer used. Uh, the key part Roseman's, is aligned. Roseman deal runs concurrently with concurrently. the four-year contract All right. head coach Nick Sirianni signed when he was hired Correct. in twenty. That's the key part. That's the key part to fans. It should be the key part. Correct. Now, I can't force you to not be upset by the nitpicking. I can tell you what happened. I can tell you nobody's disingenuous. They probably got a text. They probably used the same wording as the text. And they probably didn't do the math and they probably didn't look into it and say, hey, you know what? These contracts, because nobody cares that Derek Barnett's, except me, that Derek Barnett's contract ended on March 16th and he wasn't a free agent after the season. Nobody cares. That's the nitpicking. Like I said, I care when people call the NBA a year, this year, uh, Steph Curry, Led the league in three. I hate that. Doesn't matter. I realize it doesn't matter. 
So I can't force you to not be upset and not nitpick. But the most important part of this story by far for a fan is that Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman are aligned as a coach and GM from a time perspective. And even that, to be honest, Jody, as Les pointed out, if they want to fire one, they'll fire one. Now, it's not like their contracts are going to run out. They're either going to be successful and they're going to get another deal or they're going to get fired and and none of it's going to matter anyway. So I guess that's my biggest point. The keep the if 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 you're playing the 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 gatekeeper of the fan, by far the biggest part of the story is that the two are aligned. Right. By far. And I just am pointing out the inaccuracy of the way that it is described by some outlets. And Howie Roseman's going to be here for a while. Should we be questioning why Howie Roseman didn't get a cornerback like Casey Hayward, who signed yesterday with the Atlanta Falcons. <sighs> I'm looking at cornerbacks. They need a veteran cornerback. There was a veteran cornerback that was out there. Atlanta's all wrapped up in being able to acquire Deshaun Watson, yet they were able to land a, a, a solid veteran defensive cornerback like Casey Hayward. Is Howie too caught up with how many years he's got left or what he's doing to save a million dollars under Fletcher Cox's redone deal? Yeah, I mean, you know, 32. I, you know, the, the good player, by the way, he's been a good player, I think, an underrated player for a really long time. I, you know, maybe to a degree, the Eagles are too disciplined, uh, to be honest. Um, for the most part, I think it's good but occasionally like they're really stringent on uh we can't 32 cornerback, you know, 30 to begin with is a dirty word in this league. Now, uh, now there's certain guys you see that bond Miller's got his, got his money. You know, people love pass rushers and Chandler Jones got his money. People love pass rushers, but corners. I'm surprised Hayward got as much as he did. I, you know, sometimes I wonder if the Eagles are too disciplined and should look at more of these aging players uh, for a year or two because everything's gotten shortened in the NFL over the past five, 10 years. In other words, you know, it used to be, you know, think about five year intervals. Then now it's three. Now it's three. In a lot of ways, it's really two. They say it's three, but in a lot of ways, it's really two. So if you're operating, and let's, for argument's sake, let's say three years, a three-year window, why is it so important? Well, he's got to be 26. He's got to be coming off his first-year contract. Why, if you're only thinking ahead three years, and again, I think it's two, why is it so important? So that, I think, is a legitimate criticism. You're going to have to turn this thing over anyway. Like I've already said, Jody, another prediction. I've been throwing out some predictions. Look at the top number, the top contracts in this free agent cycle. We revisit this in two years. The vast majority of them are either out the door or got to rework their deals because they're too expensive. Right. The vast, vast majority. And I mean vast majority. So why why is there this still this people hang on to this mentality? Well, we gotta have this guy for five years. No, you don't. 
I mean, you hope, especially quarterback, you know, you hope you can find the guy who's going to be there for Tom Brady levels. But everything else, you just keep turning it over. Yep. I think I think the Eagles are a little bit too disciplined, which is a weird criticism, but I think it's a valid one. One of the contracts that was signed this week that I could absolutely, I thought of you immediately when I read it, uh, Vaughn Miller signed a five-year deal with the Buffalo Bills. He has no chance to fulfill no. that full five-year contract. Zero. There is no way that that's happening. It's either going to be terminated in advance or it's going to be renegotiated and or restructured. It has no chance it is currently written to be completely honored over the course of the contract. None. So when you see all these contract signings, you have to take them at face value. Is it a five-year, a two-year deal dressed up as a five-year deal? Is it a, a one-year deal dressed up as a three-year deal? Oh, yeah, there are lots of different ways that it can shake out, and you got to get into the weeds and the details of how much is guaranteed, which will tell you when the team can get out of it. But it seems like the Eagles are trying to get down to the bare minimum of deals. The three-year deal for Reddick looks like it's going to be at least a two-year deal, if not the full three-year deal. But uh, the Eagles only like to do deals that can get renegotiated with guys that they drafted. And they just continue to re-up and redo and push money down the line and <coughs> excuse and me, what push it comes, dead cap hit. Yeah. And when it comes to veteran players, and they do sign veteran players, and you go back to the Super Bowl year, we talk about it all the time, and the Chris Longs and the LeGarrette Blunts and the Patrick Robinsons, and you know, they were a little bit older at the time uh, for their positions. Was Robinson actually a a multi-year deal? Because I know long. Yeah, yeah, he got a, he got a two, I believe he got a two-year deal. But um, generally when they, when they go after players with a little tread off the tire, it's going to be one-year deals, uh, one year. um, And those generally come later in the process. And sometimes you hit on those, uh, Chris Long, and then they re-upped them and, Garrett Blunt, uh, at least for a short time, worked. Um, and a lot of times they don't work. But, I mean, that's where the Eagles are disciplined. And it certainly helps to move on from guys like that if it doesn't work. Um, you know, you don't even think about it. The Ryan Kerrigan's another example. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, they just move on. Shot. Yeah. Um, but they're generally... 90% of the time going to be one year deals. And those happen later in the process. Steve Nelson, you know, one year deal. Uh, by the way, Steve Nelson was, did you see Steve Nelson on Twitter? He was having no. a bit of a meltdown yesterday. And by the way, he said he wasn't vaccinated. Did not know that went through the whole year. Didn't get sick. Um, wasn't vaccinated. Uh, now it doesn't matter. So, you know, good for Steve. Um, yeah, but if he comes back, he's still in the protocol. Once you're vaccinated, then they stop testing you forever. You're cleared, but if you've never actually been vaccinated, you do have to stay. In yeah, the I, 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 I mean, I think they, I, things can change. I don't think they're going to have any pro as of right now. You think they're going to be no protocols? None, zero, zero. Wow. Well, okay. they let us in the Dovercare complex yesterday for the first time in two years. So there you have it. With or without mask? Without. No mask, no nothing? Well, 
some people had masks. It's up to you, the individual individual person. choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. First time in uh, first time in over two years. Um, so the NFL has declared. I joked yesterday. I think on the show. Doesn't matter what the CDC says or the <laughs> WHO. The NFL has declared the pandemic over. It's over. All right. Uh, the pandemic may be over, but the Macamac edition of Bird 365 is not. We still got time to chop it up. But we've gone a pretty good long period of time without talking about quarterback, haven't we, today? Yeah. Apparently, the Deshaun Watson thing is getting close. Those who Are really there still believe people? that Deshaun Watson still? was coming yeah. here. Gonna have some explaining to well, do. No, there's still time. There's still time for Howie to pop up like a whack-a-mole and say, "Gotcha." He got that new contract. I don't think it's going to change the fact that Deshaun Watson is going elsewhere, not here to Philadelphia. We'll talk about it next year on Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Football Friday here on Bridge 365 with John McMullen and Jody McDonald. Um, 
we've had a lot of fun all off season with the quarterback carousel. And hey, it's... speaking of fun, I don't know if Xander can do this, but before we get into the uh, quarterback stuff, Jody, I want to show you um, something the Eagles put up in the Novi. I mentioned we were in the building for the first time in two years. If Xander, ben, Xander's in Atlantic City, uh, here we go. He's going to put it up. That is what is up in the Novacare Complex Auditorium. They put up a basketball hoop for our buddy Nick Sirianni. Just for it, spits and giggles? I have no idea because it it, it is – so anybody who's been to the Novacare Complex or have seen the auditorium, you know, there's a big stage. Think right. think think uh think of uh, uh, a a a middle school gym where you have the stage where they do the play. So they have the stage where they do the press conferences. And then you have this auditorium and it slopes up like a movie theater. And there's a basketball hoop, as Xander was able to just show, attached to the wall now. Yeah, I don't know the practicality of it because there's all seats right near it. There's a slope, so I don't know what they're they doing. They can't play a game there yeah. or anything. It's... No, but there you have it. So uh, Good for Nick. He's Mr. Competitive. And 24-7, Nick Sirianni's ready to compete. You, you just wake up in the middle of the night, Nick Sirianni's ready to compete and take a shot or do rock, paper, scissors. We we get it. The coach yes. likes competition. Likes competition. So, so there you have it. That's where they I... have their meetings, so. He's probably taking a shot. And when in doubt, take a shot while you're discussing the future of the organization. Um, <laughs> the quarterback carousel continues to spin, and it may spin with a landing for Deshaun Watson as early as today, tomorrow. Um, he met with four different teams, none of which were the Philadelphia Eagles, the Saints, the Falcons, the Browns, and who am I missing? Uh, Panthers. Panthers, right, who officially said that they nodded out yesterday. They do not believe they can get a deal done uh, and uh, talk to Sean Watson into becoming a Panther. So it seems like it's down to the Falcons and the Saints. And the Falcons yesterday procured an agreement from Matt Ryan to push back a guaranteed bonus that he was supposed to get today all the way till Tuesday. So it gives him a couple of days to work out a deal. That's pretty gracious of Matt Ryan. If it were me, I would say, no, no. I, I'd pull a Fletcher Cox. We we're not getting past that date. You're writing a check. If you have to take drastic measures to release me, okay, fine. But I want my money. But Matt Ryan gave the uh, Falcons some latitude. So it very much looks like Deshaun Watson is going to land with the Atlanta Falcons. Where's Matt Ryan going to land? I know a lot of teams could use Matt Ryan. Uh, most notably, I would think Indianapolis. I, I don't, you know, um, Indianapolis has been looking, obviously, for the long-term answer quarterback. Every year it's been different since Andrew Luck has retired, uh, which was obviously a really bad blow for that organization. And uh, they haven't been able to figure it out. You know, Phillip Rivers was really, really good uh, the one year he was there. and as an aging player and obviously then retired, they could try that route again with Matt Ryan um, and be a playoff team. I know, you know, the AFC looks, the AFC West looks so loaded now. Um, I don't think they'd be a significant Super Bowl contender, but I think they'd be a playoff contender. 
So it kind of depends, and we've talked about the quarterbacks in the draft. Nobody seems all hell-bent on, on saying anybody is the answer there. So you're going to have to do something. Um, yeah, Cleveland in the mix because Baker Mayfield's not happy because they went in. Now they say they're not going to trade Baker, but if he creates as many waves as uh, you can do in the player empowerment era, which is really quarterback empowerment in the NFL, um, I don't know how you move forward if you're Cleveland in that direction. Carolina, you know, they've been the one team. Um, they've been on Deshaun Watson since day one. And, you know, they've wasted, uh, you know, essentially two years of their football life going after this guy. They're not going to be able to get him. I don't think they want to run it back with Sam Darnold. So uh, they need a quarterback. Um, yeah. I, I mean, is Matt Ryan good enough for San Francisco to say, remember Kyle Shanahan, Matt Ryan, Atlanta, is he good enough still to say that's a team that could look at themselves and say, we're a legit Super Bowl contender if we get a quarterback? Is he that guy? Um, I only throw them in the mix because of, of Kyle's history with Matt Ryan. Um, here's here's why I'll say no. And this ties into something that you've been hammering of late about length of contracts. You took a quarterback with the third tick was where, where'd they take Trey third. Yeah, third, third overall pick in the draft. All right. So you get him cheap for the first four years. And then the fifth year, the contract extension, it jumps up, but it's not the outrageous top of the market, $35 million plus, which you're going to have to pay eventually. Um, but that's an investment. When you put that kind of draft capital out there, if you're going to go get a quarterback like Matt Ryan, and even if it's just one year, you're not getting any dividends out of Trey Lance until at the earliest year three. And if you go get a Matt Ryan, you're thinking, well, it's certainly a year. And then maybe the next year made the best man win. And you have a competition. If Matt Ryan's still the best, you go with him another year. If not, Trey sits for a third year. The days of Aaron Rodgers seem to be done where you can have an apprentice and sit on the bench for a period of time. No, you're the third pick in the draft. You're expected to play. You got to get in there. Yeah, if that's... not, Trey Lance has that one big year. You finally put him in. Then guess what? Already you paid him $30 million. So the whole advantage of having a quarterback on a rookie deal went right by the boards while you just let him sit there with a clipboard in his hand. So if you're asking me what San Francisco should do, I know the relationship, you're right, between the coach and the quarterback and Atlanta and everything. No. Either you uh, give this Lance kid a chance to play or you admit that you made a mistake and wasted the third pick on the draft. Well, that's that's the difficult part of this, Jody, being honest with yourself. Look, I think if Trey Lance um, – Showed enough. I thought he was going to be the starter by the end of last season, to be honest. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be an Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick type situation with Jimmy Garoppolo <clears throat> being Alex Smith. And ultimately, Trey Lance would take over because he had more explosive ability for that offense. Didn't work out that way. Um, so they said right away he's not ready to play. Um, you know. Maybe they did make a mistake. 
the, the point I'm trying to say is if you think you have a legitimate chance at the Super Bowl, I, I mean, you got to go for it, don't but you? See, here's the question I would have for you on that front. He's better. The question is how much better? How much of an upgrade is Matt Ryan over Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, I'm not saying Jimmy. They're moving on from Jimmy. I'm saying Trey Lance. Um, in in other words, if 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 they say to themselves, "We're we're just the quarterback away from from winning a Super Bowl," if they believe that, and look, I mean, so many Wait, things. So that- yeah, either you're not understanding my question, or maybe I'm asking it incorrectly. It's still a comparison of Jimmy Garoppolo to Matt Ryan. If you're moving on from Jimmy, well, then it's simple. You're going to Trey Lance. If you're telling me, no, Jody, it's not that simple. They're not committed to Lance. They're still open to getting a quarterback. So, again, I'll ask the question, how much better is Matt Ryan than Jimmy Garoppolo? You have Garoppolo right now. He's under contract. He's yours. You can play him as your starting quarterback. If you believe you need an upgrade from that, how big an upgrade is Matt Ryan from where Jimmy Garoppolo is at right now? Yeah, maybe you're misunderstanding my point. Yeah, that they don't, they know they want an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. And yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the, the, that's why I said that the real discussion for them is Matt Ryan versus Trey Lance and where you are with Trey Lance. And that's the hard part. The, the hard part is always the evaluation. Um, only they know where they are with Trey Lance and if if they believe that he can take over and they believe what he was when they took him at number three, because clearly if you're going up to take a kid at number three, you think this is the guy. And and the most difficult thing is to be honest with yourself. Um, If they have gotten him in the building and see him every day and say, well, you know, we, we got a, we got a short window here to go make a run at the Super Bowl. We need a guy who can get us there, a veteran quarterback, older than Matt Stafford, more in the Phillip Rivers mode, but still a good quarterback. Um, You know, I don't think it's going to happen. I just throw it out there because I know Kyle Shanahan loves the guy. Um, You know, maybe he talks, uh, maybe talks the organization into it. I just don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. You know, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. But I think they have a, a a better odds if we're if we're putting odds on this. I think they have a better chance if they get Matt Ryan than if they play Trey Lance. I don't even put Jimmy Garoppolo in the conversation because that or they've moved on mentally is what I'm talking about. They know they need to get better than that. So the question is: Is Trey Lance the guy as they thought he was going to be, or are they having? hesitations and we talk about this lesser it's much easier decision right we talk about this with Jalen Rager all the time when you just admit to yourself you made a mistake and pull the plug it's much more difficult to do with the quarterback position at number three overall but if you think the guy isn't ready you think the guy isn't ready so uh let me get a prediction out of you Where's Jimmy Garoppolo going to be playing in 2022? Well, I think he's got to wait for the 
sort of dominoes. He's always been, you know, down sort of stream. So, you know, the first domino was Aaron Rodgers and the second domino was Russell Wilson and it keeps going down and we'll see where Sean goes. And then there's another domino uh, from that. And if we think it's, I think it's going to be Atlanta. It sounds like you think it's going to be Atlanta. Then you got a Matt Ryan domino and you got to keep going downstream, downstream, downstream. And then ultimately there's going to be a spot. It might be Carolina who doesn't want to go forward with Sam Darnold. Say, all right, let's bring him in. But I think he's got to wait for all these dominoes. I mean, Marcus Mariota, it's interesting. Mitchell Trubisky, you know, smart to get it done quickly. Obviously he didn't get a huge deal, but now he's got to get a chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, You know, if somebody gives you that opportunity, if somebody gets antsy, you better jump at it because there's 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 still a lot of dominoes that have to fall. So are you projecting that Garoppolo won't get a chance to be a starter or will get the No, he'll get a chance to be a starter. He's a starter. Um, but I do think people want to, you know, examine uh the bigger names before they get to I think he's better than Mitchell Trubisky, but you know, a lot of NFL teams think differently because of Mitchell's age and athleticism and the new way and his ability to extend plays. And we talk about it all the time. I'm just not a Mitchell Trubisky fan. Um, so I, 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 you know, he's, there aren't 32 better uh, quarterbacks in the world than Jimmy Garoppolo. He'll, he'll get a starting job, but he, he's probably going to have to be patient. And you think let, he's just flat out worn out his welcome with San Francisco. Yeah. I there's no I, chance that they're, no. He's their opening day quarterback no, next uh, year. He he kind of already intimated that after the season. He knows he knows the score. He's not coming back to San Francisco. Yeah, I'm not going to put the percentage at zero. I'll put it below fifty. That's for damn sure. Probably at about twenty percent. But I I would not put it at zero. I still think Shanahan likes him. He, he acknowledges he's not a top ten quarterback. Probably not a top half quarterback. But while you and I or others may have him in the bottom third, I don't know that Shanahan puts him there. And, yeah, they'll do their due diligence to see what else is out there. But sometimes you just either if you like the guy, but the price is too much, that means you don't get him. If you don't like the guy as much as somebody else, that means you don't get him. San Francisco may play the game all off season and then just say, all right, I guess we're coming back with Jimmy G and Trey again. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think, you know, if, if if you're forcing me to predict San Francisco, ultimately, I think Trey Lance is going to be the starting quarterback in San Francisco. Um, because I don't, you know, it's when you do what they did to get that quarterback, it hamstrings you. And people, again, we see it locally in a much less important position. You know, it's hard to admit a mistake if you think you made a mistake. And they're going to throw them out there and see what happens. Um, I don't think he would be willing to come back as a backup because I think he thinks he's a starter and I agree with him. And, uh, ultimately I think that's why he kind of spoke the way he spoke after the season, um, and, and kind of sees the writing on the wall. My, my curveball is, you know, San Francisco is a really good team except for the quarterback and you know do they 
because of the history, do they entertain trying to trying to win one with the veteran quarterback? That's that's my curveball. Now here uh, I got that lends itself to a couple more quarterback questions. If what you just said was accurate, San Francisco's a very good team, except for the quarterback. How do they not get involved with Deshaun Watson if that's the case? How do they not get involved with Tom Brady? I I don't know. You got to ask John Lynch. I you know Deshaun's a little bit more understandable because of you know the off the field issues and. You know, but there were 12 teams calling. Eagles were one of them, by the way. Actually, more than 12, I was told. Um, and the Eagles got shut down in five minutes, from what I was told. Um, maybe they were one of those 12 teams. Maybe they did the cursory thing. Um, you know, they could have had Tom Brady. I, I, yeah. I, but that, I, was, I, that, that was before. That was a year before. Yeah, a year before. I'm not talking. Two years ago, year. they had a yeah. chance at Tom Brady. Yeah. We're talking about now. Yeah. But I'm not. But And despite I'm, what Jim Flor, uh, Flor, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk they attempted to do, he couldn't get Brady to San Francisco. Brady was under contract with Tampa Bay. It wasn't as, as simple as Florio tried to make it out. So I'm not going to. No, no, no. I'm not talking. I'm talking about the original, the original move off New England. I'm not right. talking about now. Uh, but I'll also today say this. You know, some people look at. We we always talk about how you grade general managers, uh, how you evaluate general managers, because Howie's such a lightning rod here in Philadelphia. I'll say this about John Lynch. I mean, they have a great roster. They have a really good team, I just mentioned. Um, so he's done a lot of good things. But, man, he could have had Aaron Rodgers. He could have had his choice. They both wanted to play there. And he said, eh, we're good. We're good. Uh, I got a problem with that. I got a problem with it. If those two are dropping in your lap and you're going, eh, I think I'll go with Trey Lance. I got a problem with that. I got a big, 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 big problem with that. Right. Now, Aaron's kind of a, you know, kind of a whack job at this point, let's be honest. But I mean, he's a really good player. They both always wanted to go back home. They both always wanted to play for the San Francisco 49ers. And those are two of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time, in my estimation, certainly number one. And then wherever you want to place Rodgers, I got a problem with that. I really do. Here's where I critique the 49ers above and beyond everything else. They got aggressive to get in position to go get Trey Lance. Now, I know he played on a smaller scale. He wasn't a major conference guy. So you knew there was going to be a learning curve. But I'm sorry. When you get to number three in the draft and you have to trade up to get there, you've made a commitment. This guy's got to be your starter year two. You can't wait two years, three yeah, years. Yeah, well, and that's kind of the thing we were talking about before about uh, windows, you know, no five more windows, you know, now they're three year windows. That's what GM say. It's three, but it's really, in my estimation, it's really two windows. So what are you worried about, about, uh, Oh, I want to find Trey Lance for 15 years. Come on. If you get, if you get a Super Bowl title with two years of Tom Brady, 
Do you think Tampa's happy? And they make a deep playoff run as well, uh, and they're a play away from going back to the championship game um, in the second year when they lose. I think they're pretty happy. I think they're pretty stinking happy, and 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 they would trade. But you know, I guess it's up to everybody and what they think and what they want. And here's another quarterback who's got to kind of take a quick peek in the mirror today. Aaron Rodgers, what did you just call him? Like kind of a weird guy, a different guy, or but, yeah, he's you know, if if he wasn't what the, throwing, what, the, what would Mark May call him? Complicated, uh, Mark Murphy, complicated fella, a complicated fella, which yeah. is more accurate than we give it credit for. He is a oh, very yeah. complicated fella. I'll say this: he's probably throwing up anyway from his latest cleanse, uh, but uh, yeah, he's. Up chucking uh, the, a little bit more. Complicate his 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 ability to win in Green Bay just became more complicated because his best wide receiver said, "Wait, they'll give me how much? Make me the highest paid wide receiver in football? No, I'd prefer to go play with my buddy Derek Carr out there in Vegas. Tell Aaron he can pound sand. Please trade me for the Raiders, and that's exactly what happened." Um, Tom Brady. And by the can- way, Jody. I'm going to say here, and I love Devontae Adams. I think he's, a, you know, if he's not the best route runner in the NFL, he's certainly in the top two or three. I think he's a phenomenal receiver. There's another guy. Three years from now, I'm going to guarantee they're reworking that They'll be deal. reworking the deal. Yeah, they, they, these are their full contracts, their full numbers, their agent numbers that are out there for a period of time, and then they need to be redone. Uh, let me give you an example. Fletcher Cox, yeah. who's probably had his contract redone every year after he yeah. got past his rookie deal. Yeah. Why? Because you need to, because you want to kick the money down the can. But I um, mean, as good as he is, as good as Devontae Adams is, and I'm not disputing his greatness as a player, that contract is so out of whack that he might get cut in two years, even if he performs. And by the way, he's not going to perform at the level he did in Green Bay. With Derek Carr, you're not, you're not, mm, and yeah, no, nobody's Rodgers, but he won't. It won't be that bad a drop off. No, he'll be a great player, but you know he's a great player. He is a great player, but he's it's not going to be the same. You you quoted uh, the immortal Phillips earlier. Coaches are hired to be fired in the National Football League these days. Contracts are written to be restructured. No, mm-hmm. nobody ever gets to the end of a contract. They all need to be redone at some point. John McMullen, Jody McDonald, your Mac and Mac Birds 365 guys. Not only do we have to come back and put a bow on the show, we got to come back and put a bow on the week. Stick around. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just... 
disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Magamac going to wrap up a uh, Birds 365 Friday, football Friday. Today would be show 235. 235. And we only have 100, 179 days. Till the when is our one-year anniversary, Chatty? I got to figure that out. What's that? Our one-year anniversary. April. We got a, it's still a couple more weeks to go before April we get there. April 5th, Xander tells Is it the 5th? Yeah, I know it's the uh, first week of April. Um all right, JM, you showed us, or Xander did the fun picture of the new uh, basket in the Eagles auditorium down at the uh, Novacare complex, which you guys got back into the, for the first time in two years. I will note one other visual, verb, uh, visual faux pas by the Eagles yesterday, and I give the Eagles a lot of credit. They're very good about the, the visuals. Um, they're smart. They've got a good PR staff. They uh, can craft the narrative as well as anyone. But I thought they uh, had a faux pas yesterday that uh, the optics did not look great. Can you guess what I'm referring to? Huh. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to look at some of the pictures I took. Uh, I didn't notice it all pan, so uh, definitely didn't stick out. No. What were you... Okay, there there was one thing that kind of stuck out for me. If you're uh, bringing Hassan Reddick into your organization, into your building for the first time, and you're allowing media members to go in and take pictures like John, McClain, uh, John McMullen did, more power to you. The one thing you don't want to do is have Hassan Reddick stand next to Jordan Mylotta. Oh, yeah. Um, He looks like a little guy. This is going to be your savior on the defensive line? This little guy standing next to my Lada? What are you doing? You can't have those two stand next to each other because everyone looks like a pipsqueak standing next to Jordan Mylotta. Yeah. 
Well, you know, you just put on the film. You know, Jordan had a great year. He had some trouble with Hassan Reddick when they were playing Carolina. So, yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing, right? 6'1", 238 uh, is what he's listed as. He says he's up to 242. Um, yeah, I mean, he doesn't match up against uh, big offensive tackles. And that's what I talked about, you know. How many times I say it, Jody? Nobody gives a shit about the run game in March. <laughs> run support or running the football. Nobody cares. Nobody right. cares. Nobody thinks about it. It's not anything anybody uh, is concerned about. That's one of the things I'm concerned about. I mean, hey, but we did it on the offensive side with Devontae Smith. It was fine. All we talked about, how skinny he is, how right. small he, he is, and, he, and it worked out. Stiff wind comes by, he's going to be blown over, yeah. except he, he wasn't. Kid, kid can play. Uh, Hassan Reddick can play, but yeah, he's small. He's small, and there's no way getting around it. So, but everybody's small you, next. You to get Jordan. my point. Knowing that that question well, mark, well, that's look all at it this. is, is a question have, mark yeah, is out that, there because he's not this big, massive defensive lineman. No, he's a slightly smaller, quick, gets the quarterback speed type guy. You don't want to emphasize that by standing him next no. to Jordan Mylotta. Well, I'm, I'm, now i got to give you another picture. I'm trying to find it. So, Xander, be ready. I'm going to text it to you, and maybe you can put it up before we finish. Because, you, you know, I want to show you this picture. It's coming, Xander. Because um, <laughs> you'll laugh at this even more. Um, hopefully he gets it up soon because – our buddy Jimmy Kemsky is 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 dwarfing his son Reddick. You know, Jimmy's pretty tall. Uh he's probably six foot three, six foot four. Not as big as BLG. No, not as look at Jimmy dwarfing Hassan Reddick. Uh, so you know, there's a little bit of a slope there, though. Uh, but yeah, he's not a big guy. He's not a big guy. But he can he can get to the quarterback, and that's what they brought him here for was to get the quarterback. I'm just saying you don't need to enhance it visually by putting him next to the biggest guy in your room. Yeah, well, and one of the biggest know, guys in the entire National yeah. Football League. Andre the Giant might uh, get a run from Jordan, so that's not a concern. Uh, but yeah, he's not. He's a small he, – he he is not a traditional defensive end. No, uh, and Jordan is not a traditional left tackle. He's a big and uh, above and beyond most left tackles who are huge to begin with. All right, so you're heading down to AC tonight, McMullen. Rumor has it, you know, you don't want to advertise that too much because some of the haters can come out, you know. You don't want that. So rumor has it, Jody. We'll see yeah, how it shakes rumor out. Rumor has it that Jacob Medu will be producing – uh, the Maxwell Club Awards tonight from Atlantic City. All right, so you and I are scheduled to be back here, not in two and two, because two means two days. That's about it, not 22 hours. Um, I did point out earlier in the show that we waited till July for the Eagles to get their CB2. I'm antsy sitting here now because <laughs> yeah, you're got, gonna be waiting. They've got you're one be. guy, Hassan Reddick. Like him, we're pointing out that he's a little smallish compared to Jordan Mylon. But that's it. They've re-signed a couple of guys, but also made a value judgment on a couple. Certainly, Boston Scott. I illuminated that yesterday. I thought they should have uh, given him a tender. I think he's worth two million and change. Um, but to this point, they've signed one guy. One. 
Uh, can we just continue to say patience, patience, patience? Um, what did you call oh, disciplined? Howie disciplined. Roseman's uh, discipline. Yeah, they're very disciplined. I'll, I'll put it this way. You know, I, I joked I got the one guy and I don't want to pick on him because I get it. Fancy, you know, one day. You know, he's out there proclaiming the offseason a uh, a lost cause, uh, you know, and the same people, Robert Woods. I'm not saying the Eagles are going to trade him, but Les brought him up. I thought I thought it would myself. I think it makes sense. You know, if they were to trade uh, for somebody like Robert Woods, you know, people are going to get so excited and they're going to say, what a great thing. This stuff changes quickly. Patience is real. You should uh, exhibit some kind of patience. Steve Nelson's a perfect example. Yep. Eagles got him so late again, two days before camp showed up first, first, first play of practice starting a uh, corner opposite Darius Slade, never lost the job, uh, was a really good value signing. And, you know, that was in the summer, uh, patience may, but I will say, as I said earlier in the show, Jody, maybe they're a little bit too disciplined. You know, it's okay to splash once in a while. It's okay to go out to the nice restaurant once in a while. See, there's for me, there is a huge dividing line in this whole offseason, and it's called the NFL draft. And you want to get certain things done before the NFL draft so that then you can yeah. uh, shape your draft a specific way and look at and then you have the draft and your second half of your off season begins and you got to finish off the painting. We're still a pretty good way away from the draft. And I hope the Eagles have at least a couple more moves in them. Oh, maybe they're gonna not make splash, some maybe they're not big, but moves. they need to get a couple more things done before Harry Roseman. I think they're going to get a receiver in here. I think they're going to get a safety in here. It's not going to be, you know, the names you had, everyone had hoped for they're all gone but they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make sure they don't enter the draft where you say they absolutely need this position that's always the goal of that first wave you're talking about you, the last thing you want to do is go into the draft where everybody in the nfl knows oh the eagles are taking a corner or a safety or you know whatever uh, you don't want to be in that position. And that's sort of the goal of that first wave of, of, of free agency. We shall see if the Eagles get anything done over the weekend. If they do, we'll be here to talk about it. Mac man, have a good weekend. Uh, if you do by chance, not that you're planning on it or anything, show up down in Atlantic city. Uh, good luck at the craps tables. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stumble over to them and do something, I would think. Oh, no, I gave it away, Jody. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll be there. Who knows? But thank right. you. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, yeah, we'll be back. Done deal. We will be back Monday here on Birds 365. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify.